Welcome to another edition of The Power of Words with me, your host, Kevin Treasure, author of The Power of Words, The Winner's Mentality. Our aim is to help people win in life through the power of their words. You are born to win. Welcome to another edition of The Power of Words, The Winner's Mentality with me, your host, Pastor Kevin Treasure, a.k.a. The Winner's Mentality, helping you win with your words. And today I want to encourage someone, amen, because God has raised you up and God has given many people wisdom. And I want to let you know that wise words disperse knowledge. I'm going to say that again. Your wise words, wisdom disperses knowledge. God is raising up many people at the sound of my voice. He's raising you up to disperse knowledge. And some of you know that God has called you. There is a gift on the inside. There are talents on the inside and you know that God has called you to be a leader in your field to be a master in your field whether it be sports whether it be athletics whether it be education science the medical field entertainment or if you're a doctor whatever it is whatever mountain God has called you to you know that in your heart God has called you not to be mediocre but God has called you to be the master in your field and today I want to talk about how your wisdom is going to disperse knowledge wise words disperse knowledge and I've got here, people are hungry today for knowledge, whether they're seeking for information in relation to business, relationships, families, marriage, entrepreneurship. We live in a world where information is easily accessible, whether it be internet, libraries, or courses, coaching courses. Listen, information is out there for the taking. There is no excuse for anyone not to excel in a chosen field of ministry, business or education. We've got so much modes of information out there, whether it be coaching, so much YouTube. I know people that have got rich, that have started their business, that have start learned how to play pianos or learn how to build things just by watching YouTube videos. Wisdom is out there for the taking, but we cannot speak about wisdom without talking about the king solomon oh my god when i speak about this man there's something about solomon his wisdom is still renowned even to there are people still benefiting from the wisdom of solomon even now but jesus said a greater than solomon is here so holy spirit we welcome you and even as we disperse knowledge today god i want to encourage people right now at the sound of my voice to know they've been called for more you've been called to motivate you've been called to encourage you've been called and meant to be a witness You've been called to be a king and a queen in your generation. You've been called to influence your generation for the glory of God with all the gifts and talents that he's placed inside of you. And I've got here, when King Solomon came to the throne after his father David died, the Bible explained that while King Solomon was in Gibbon, he sacrificed a thousand burnt offerings. And this is key. I don't know why the Bible mentions this. He was at a place called Gibbon and he gave a thousand burnt offerings. And he gave a big offering. He, he, he was a giver. He was a man. He wasn't stingy. He was a giver and he knew how to give to God. And the Bible says in that same night, when he had sacrificed a thousand burnt offerings, when he had given God uh, a significant offering, a significant if offering to know that, listen to me, I'm not greedy. Uh, my heart's for God. My heart is for, to please him. I want to please him. And if you've got that heart where you say, I want to please God first, above all, I want to please God. I don't want to please people. I want to please God. I want to do the things that are pleasing in his sight. The Bible says that night that the Lord appeared to him and he says, ask what I can do for you. Imagine God coming to you right now and saying, what is it that you want me to do? 
But the good thing is he was asleep when he asked him. So he knows that he was going to communicate to him spirit to spirit. He wasn't going to talk to him because many of us, if God came to us on the way and say, what would you have me to do? We'd say something silly like, let me win the lottery. Or, I hope you're not playing the lottery, but let me let, let me have a million pounds. Or let me, or something silly. But God said, no, I want to get him while he's asleep so I can speak to him spirit to spirit. And he says, now God, you've made your servant king instead of my father David. And I'm just a child. I'm still young. I do not know how to go out or come in. And me, I'm your servant. I'm in the midst of this great people. And said, you have chosen this great people, too numerous to be numbered. Therefore, give me your servant an understanding heart to judge your people, that I may discern between good and evil. For who is able to judge this people? Solomon could have asked for anything in the world, but his desire is that he would have an understanding to carry out his reign in the fear of God. He was anxious to succeed his father and his motive was pure and honest to rightly govern God's people. If you've been placed in an area of leadership, God wants to know, are you in this area of leadership because you want to look good or you're in this area of leadership because you want to shepherd people or you want to bring people up? You want to make disciples of men? Do you want to help people reach their destiny? Do you want to help people get to, to complete their goals and their visions that they have for their life? Solomon had a true heart and he said, listen, I want to do this right. You've made me king and I want to do this right. So give me understanding, give me wisdom. And the Bible says that this thing so pleased God that God said, behold, I have done according to your word. First Kings chapter three, I've done according to your word. I've given you a wise and understanding heart. So there has not been anyone like you before you, nor shall there be anyone arise after you. And he said, I've also given you that which you didn't even ask for, riches and honor, so that there shall not be anyone like you among all the kings of your days. God gave Solomon wisdom, which was second to none. He also gave him something he didn't even ask for. He gave him wealth like no other king that had ever lived. Wealth, always remember, is a byproduct of wisdom. Solomon's wisdom gained him fame and renown from people all over the world. They came to hear his wisdom, which exceeded all the wisdom of the known world at that time. Solomon's wisdom was, and understanding was admired by all the nations around him. The Bible said he spoke about trees. He spoke thousands of proverbs, 3,000 proverbs. He wrote songs. He wrote about trees. He wrote about the sea there in Lebanon, the hyssop that springs from the ground. He wrote about all types of beasts and birds and creeping things. All the things that he wrote, not even all of them are in the Bible, but he wrote about so many different things. And I want to let you know that wise words disperse knowledge. Solomon's wisdom went out throughout all the world. And even today, we are still learning about Solomon's wisdom. God promised Solomon there will not be a king like him. And as always, guys, it's true to his word. Just like David Beckham is synonymous with football or you call it American soccer, <laughs> as Tiger Woods is known for golf, Solomon's name is still synonymous with wisdom. The book of Proverbs shows us wisdom can be given to kings, to queens, to men, to women, old people, young women, mothers, fathers, married people, children, employers, employees, the wise, the foolish, the good, the evil, the humble, the proud, the rich, the poor, the lazy, the diligent, those in debt and those of abundance. Solomon's wisdom is available to everyone and it speaks about every situation. Some of his accomplishments, he owned 40,000 stores of horses, of chariots. He built a magnificent temple for the Lord consisting of gold and silver, brass and jewels, estimated about 40 billion in today's money. I'm going to say that, 40 billion. 
He received 25 tons of gold each year. Hired thousands of skilled men to complete the furnishing of the temple. Built a spectacular house for himself and a house for his wives. Had peace in the majority of his reign. Built cities of store for his chariots and cities of store for his horsemen. Had surrounding nations pay tribute to Israel of gold and silver, linen and spices. Built an exceeding large, large navy. Made harps and musical instruments from unusual trees. Made shields of gold. Sat on the throne of ivory and gold. Made silver to be in Jerusalem like stones, it was reported. Had cups that were made of gold. In one of these houses, all his knives and all his forks were of gold. He exceeded all the kings of the earth. And everybody wanted to hear his wisdom. In fact, the Bible explains that Solomon's wisdom became so widely popular that kings and queens desired audiences with him. The queen of Sheba came to see him. And when she came to see him, he answered all the questions that were in her heart. That's taken from 1 Kings chapter 10, verse 9. He said he didn't hide anything from her. And she was so amazed at Solomon's wisdom. She said, surely what I've heard, is it, what I've heard doesn't even amount to what I've seen. Solomon told her all her heart. He told her, answered all her questions. And Solomon's wisdom was so widely known that kings and queens come to search for it. And I want to let you know, as you master your field, kings and queens and leaders will come to look for you. CEOs will come and search you out. Managing directors will seek an audience with you. When you seek for wisdom, when you master the field that God has chosen you to master, people will come and look for you and people will pay for the knowledge that you have because wise words disperse knowledge and God is raising you up. He's saying, listen, I'm giving you a hunger, amen, to master the field, whether it be sports, whether it be industry, whether it be um, science, biomedics, whether it's pharmacy, wherever he's raising you up in the theory of entertainment, book writing. Some of you called you to write books. He's called you to write plays. He's called you in the arena of arts and theater. And some of you, God has given you so much stories and you say, I've got all these stories. What do I do with them? You put them to paper. You start to send them out. Send them out to book publishers. Make them into novels. Make them into stories. And then send them off to CNN. Send them off to Netflix. Send them off to Disney Plus. Send them off to Play and make sure you get your rotis and make sure you have ownership and the rights over the stories that you're at make sure you have the publishing rights for the work that you do i just want to put that in there okay i want to let you know that solomon's wisdom was dispersed all around to the known world the queen of sheba was just one of many royal dignitaries who came to hear him throughout the centuries men and women have sought out the wisdom of solomon for their benefit and direction in fact Books are still being written today regarding the Proverbs and the influence today, showing that godly wisdom is lasting and applicable. I've got here, wisdom winners will always show their appreciation. When the Queen of Sheba came to visit Solomon, she came with gifts. She did not come before Solomon empty-handed. She came and gave abundantly of her wealth. Why would anybody give to someone who already has everything? Why? As a show of gratitude wise people will always give i've got here winners will always complete their assignment if you're a winner you will always complete your assignment the bible records that solomon finished the house of the lord and the king's house and all that came into solomon's house into solomon's heart to make for the house of the lord and to his own house he prospered 
So I want to let you know winners will always complete their assignment. So if you're a winner, I want to encourage you. You always complete your assignment. You're going to complete your assignment. You're not going to leave it half-heartedly. You're going to finish whatever God has placed in your heart. You're going to finish it. You're going to bring it to completion. I've got here six winners mentality points concerning knowledge and wisdom. I've got here people travel to hear wisdom. They took boats and came out of cities and towns to hear Jesus. They traveled from near and farther to hear Solomon. But now people take trains, planes and automobiles to get good teaching, wise counsel and information. The Queen of Sheba came from afar to hear Solomon. People will come from afar to hear you. People will pay. They'll get on Zoom sessions across the world. They'll get on Zoom sessions. They'll get on the internet. They'll get on a link, a computer link just to hear your knowledge that you have. Number two, people will pay to hear wisdom. Seminars, conferences, workshops are held all over the world to gain knowledge and wisdom in all different types of subjects. Sometimes the price is to be paid to hear these men and women teach wisdom and share their knowledge are staggering and astronomical. But it's worth it. I want to let you know, people will pay to hear wisdom. Three, people who disperse wisdom will put a value on their time. I'm going to say that again. People who disperse wisdom will put value on their time. Winners never waste their time. They understand that time is precious. In the business world, time is money. People who don't value their own time will not value yours. Never waste time with time wasters. Number four, people who disperse knowledge should always be aware of the influence they carry. I'm going to say that again. People who disperse knowledge should always be aware of the influence they carry. Others will watch you more closely and take note of the finest deal of your life. Haven't you seen the people who disperse knowledge or people in the public eye? They're watching every moment of it and seeing what you wear, where you go, who you're with. You'll be watched more closely. When your influence grows in the public arena, your character will always be more closely monitored. People in high profile positions would do good to not make silly mistakes which can be easily avoided. If a normal man in the street gets drunk and gets into a fight and gets arrested, it's often overlooked. But when that person is a politician, celebrity or well-known minister, if it becomes headline news, Solomon's wisdom made him a man of influence and power. Your wisdom will make you a man or woman of influence and power. Next one, wisdom is sometimes hidden in flawed vessels. I'm going to say that again. Wisdom is sometimes hidden in flawed vessels. This is why you shouldn't overlook anyone. Solomon was a, was a young man when he came to the throne. Many people must have wondered if he would be able to fulfill the task ahead. But no one knew what God had given him. Gideon was the least in his tribe. But with God's help and 300 men, he defeated the army of the Midianites. Jephthah was the son of a harlot, but he won a great battle for the nation of Israel. Rahab was a prostitute, but she helped the spies. And she's still remembered in the great hall of fame in Hebrews chapter 11. Peter ran away when Jesus was arrested, denied him to the point of using bad language. But on the day of Pentecost, he stood up and he preached a sermon and 3,000 people were added to the kingdom of God. A smelly fisherman from Galilee with not much education spoke of power and authority and caught the attention of the city. It doesn't matter where you start, 
some people may look at your history and your past and say i know what you've done and you failed here and you failed there or you've divorced or you failed in marriage or you failed in business and you may have failed once or twice maybe three times several times but it doesn't matter about your past it matter about where you are going sometimes god has wisdom in flawed vessel flawed vessels this is why it's not good to overlook anybody because you don't know what tomorrow holds for that somebody that person that may be down and out today listen to me maybe the next king or ceo tomorrow of the next leading company that you want to do business with sometimes wisdom is hidden in flawed vessels number six sometimes people do not always recognize the knowledge they possess Solomon wrote in Ecclesiastes 10.7 I've seen servants upon horses and princes walking as servants. Why would you find this? The reason we would find this type of scenario is when wisdom is lacking in an individual. This also implies that leaders do not always recognize the knowledge that those under them possess. As a leader you must always try to discern the capability of your workforce. He said I've seen servants upon horses and princes walking upon servants on the ground when someone doesn't know what they possess they'll live beyond and below their means i'm going to say that again when someone does not know what they possess they will live below their means when you're supposed to reign as the king you walk as a servant upon the earth god has given many of you wisdom and wisdom disperses knowledge and people are desperate for knowledge Use the wisdom and the knowledge that he has given you because God wants to make your name great. Wise words disperse knowledge. Thank you for tuning in to the Power of Words, the Winner's Mentality. Please remember to subscribe to our podcast and leave a review. Check out our website, kevintreasure.com. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook. You are born to win.